Hello, welcome to the I Disagree podcast. I'm Jordan Coburn. And I'm Steve Shustick. Hello, welcome. Oh, yes. And we are back to recording in separate houses because COVID. COVID. Coco. I said COVID. Not Coco. Okay. Steve, how are you? I'm chilling. How are you doing? I'm good. You know, I'm good. Um, You've been drinking that eggnog? I have not. Also, why is everyone jumping to celebrating Christmas? It's like everybody was like, fuck Thanksgiving, which that's, I'm no. not, not a fan of. That's not, no, that's not how it works at all. Okay. We're in, we, are, we are in the holiday season, which extends okay. from pre-Thanksgiving to post-Christmas. And anytime within the quote-unquote holiday season, noggin is A-OK. I disagree. Yeah. Well, I mean, mostly on the premise that you can drink eggnog whenever, but when it comes to celebrating holidays... They're on the calendar for a reason. There are timelines. There's the Thanksgiving timeline, and then you close that chapter. Then you have the Christmas timeline. We can't just go all willy-nilly mixing our holidays. Is that what Jesus wants? No. no Jesus I, wants... I, He's I not sharing the spotlight with a fucking turkey. Let me tell you that. It's one of his poorest creations, just aesthetically. Did you know that it came down to the the turkey and the bald eagle to be the uh, the mascot of the United States? Oh, wow. Really? Between the turkey and the bald eagle. And a lot of people make some pretty compelling turkey arguments to this day. Oh, yeah? <laughs> yeah. Can you share one of them? Well, apparently the turkey is more fierce, fierce and uh, more uh, loyal and patriotic. <laughs> really? <laughs> apparently, apparently a bald eagle is a busted ass bird all it does is like it's like a vulture it just scavenges and acts like a bitch oh yeah, it's, my it's not, it's not like some it, it looks dope with its beak right you're like oh that is a that is a fierce animal that is that is an apex predator right there no sir no maybe sir. Not, it was not from what i've been told on reddit anyway but i could have been i could have been in a wormhole of of bald eagle conspiracy theorists though sure i mean <laughs> or you could say it was just a prescient choice by whoever selects the bird of our nation, because they knew we would also just be nasty parasites. Maybe, maybe, <laughs> but, but we're also a bunch of turkeys. If <laughs> <laughs> we are, um, well, it is Thanksgiving, everybody, and I mean, I had you. You're egg noggin. I'm noggin. Do you do nog with alcohol? Because you're not in sober October anymore. No, no, no. This is no remember November. Oh, no remember November. Look at that. You're also growing a beard. You know it. I've never seen that on your face before. I always have a beard. What are you talking about? I, I just don't have the, the, the neck beard. Eh. I'm very, I, mean, I think I'm very that's unkempt. what it is. Yeah, I'm unkempt. Yeah. I look the neck like beard. <laughs> I look like an Eastern European NBA player. I look like Peja Stoyakovic. Like those guys just didn't have razors for some reason in the early two thousands. <laughs> like I trim your beard, Peja. You. He, he was a three point specialist. Played for uh, who did he play for? The Kings, I think. It's some dude from like Slovakia or whatever. And all those dudes that came over from Eastern Europe to the NBA, they like they wouldn't shave their neck beard. Just go out there, fool like nasty homeless man. It's like, dude, you make millions, dog. Clean it up, tighten it up. Look, look at LeBron over there. Doesn't he look nice? You know, what I'm saying? I would like to. I disagree with your nasty homeless man statement. Well, I'm just saying that you know, it's not like your average average person experiencing homelessness has access to the best men's 
facial hygiene products. You did a nice job pulling that back. <laughs> Got him. I'm, I haven't had that much snog. I'm still in the game, player. Let's do this. Oh my god. I love I hope everyone at home is just noticing the stark contrast between sober Steve and fun Steve. I'm I in feel the game. Like... Put me in coach. <laughs> you must have been so miserable in October. Oh man. No, it's all there right. There was just this sadness in your eyes. I'm just kidding. Um, no, it's all right, I... but it's 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 uh Thanksgiving's Eve. And uh, I don't have to work tomorrow, so yeah, I'm getting I'm getting lit in the clit, you know. What I'm saying, Fuck yeah, <laughs> yes. I hope we get at least eight different sayings out of Steve on this. <laughs> lit in the clit, everybody. That's <laughs> oh god. All right. Well, I think. Um, did, did you we... want to defend the 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 unkempt nature of Peja Stoyakovich? No, I just think it's like, it's just not the nicest language, you know, because then it's like associating uh, something that is very like aesthetically displeasing with people that experience homelessness when you don't have to do that, you know? I, you know, to be fair, if I was homeless, I'd be like, did you just say I look like Peja, bitch? But- oh, yeah? You'd be like <laughs> sick? <laughs> Would that be a good thing or a bad thing? That would be a bad thing. Oh, I don't know. It depends. I guess it depends on how they looked at it. Because the dude drained threes like no other. But man, he he was he was a a dirty looking man. You said he played for the Kings. I think he played for the Kings. Yeah. Did Jason Kidd play for the Kings? He may have at some point. He played for the Nets for a long period of time, and he won a ring with Dallas. Other than Kobe, Shaq, and LeBron. Jason Kidd is the only, also Steph Curry. Jason those, Kidd is the only other player that I know. Those those are the five NBA players you can name. Uh, yeah, and I was really hoping you were going to say, "Wow, yes, he did, Jordan. Very impressive." And then we could just you, move on. You might be right. <laughs> <laughs> are you way out of your depth here? We're, we're talking about we're, we're talking about the basketball sports. Yeah, I don't watch about I don't watch b-ball at all. I you watch. Know, Oh, yeah, what, what do you watch? I watch football because I grew up in a Patriots household. But for some reason, that didn't bleed over into the Celtics, and I'm not sure why. <laughs> it's just Now, are you a Patriots fan or are yes. you a Tom Brady fan? Patriots. And who are you? So, so fuck Tampa Bay. Yeah. 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 Okay. Mainly uh, because it exists in Florida, but also because I was actually just like born in Vermont and have family there, so it's you know, it's a it's a legitimate having roots in a place kind of thing. Tom Brady can go fuck himself as oh! far as I'm concerned. Get the fuck out. Oh, also, no also, gratitude for the champ, the multiple championships he brought you. you know oh what? my god, that's why they say Boston fans are the worst. You know what? Tom Brady cheated. He brought us to Flategate. Everything that ever was bad that happened to the Patriots was because of Tom Brady. It just so happens that everything that was ever good also happened because of Tom Brady. <laughs> he won five championships for us, and one time he cheated on a football. Yeah. Um, no, I'm just kidding. I actually, throughout all of that, always uh, kind of defended you know them, but it's, it's, all, it's all in good fun. I don't fucking play. It's just fun to have opinions on something you know nothing about. Ergo, I disagree podcast. Um, Excellent. (laughs) Let's get into the warm-up. 
All right, so this is the warm-up segment where you, the listener, can contribute hot topics for us to riff and rabble about if you just want to hear us get silly. Uh, you would just send it to patreon.com slash podcast, assuming you're at the $5 tier or above. And this next one comes from uh, loyal listener Eric Mickelson, and I think it's very timely. What national holiday could you live without? Ooh, there we go. Steve, do you have an answer? You know, I... I was saying earlier how like the holidays goes from pre Thanksgiving to post Christmas. And frankly, I almost just want to cut new year's out of the whole thing. I think it's arbitrary and dumb. And I think, Oh, oh, well, everybody gets together in times square and watches a ball drop like a bunch of lemons. Get out of here. You fucking (laughs) chumps. I mean, (laughs) Thanksgiving, you get fucking Turkey and you, you you get drunk and, and eat and, and, and Christmas, you get presents Fucking Halloween, you get to dress up spooky. Fucking New Year's, you get to, ooh, everybody turn on the TV so we can watch other people watching a ball drop. You fucking lemmings. Kick rocks. That's what I say to New Year's. Steve, I think I found your character. It's Eggnog Steve. You you bring this energy everywhere you go now. Whenever there's a microphone. (laughs) I, I find it interesting as a free thinker, you didn't choose any of the religious holidays. Nah, they're fine. Nah, I had to. Okay, which ones are religious? Uh, well, there's Easter, right? Easter. Uh, yeah, you know, Easter can fucking buzz off too. More oh, so, fucking you only get one. Oh, you okay. only get Fair one. Point. <laughs> Fair point. <laughs> fucking rabbit. Okay, if you had to choose between Easter and New Year's, which would it be? Uh, I guess Easter can fucking buzz off. Yeah. Yeah. I agree. Because I don't even I get it. Because I'm not Catholic, so I don't get it. But maybe yeah. that's just me being a bigot. Whereas if I told New Year's to buzz off, then I'm just equal opportunity, you know, buzz off man. So maybe, I'll, you know what? I'm switching back to New Year's. Kick rocks, New Year's. <laughs> Who needs you? You're no you, good just don't, you just don't like happiness. Is that true? I love the holidays from pre-Thanksgiving to post-Christmas. <laughs> Which are <There's> separate. Their... <laughs> well, I think they kind of bleed together, Jordan. I disagree. I feel like <laughs> I feel like New Year's is the best one. You just get together and everyone's fucking stoked. And then you just kiss someone maybe. Maybe get some mono into the January months. Great excuse to mm. not come into work. Can't think of a better way to start the year, honestly. And then that's it. You had good times. You saw boom booms. You go to sleep. You, you know, you did introduce fireworks into it and that does that does change things a little bit. Yeah, it does. I also but, feel like, but again, it's like, hey, New Year's, you're you're fucking biting on Fourth of July. Get out of here. Be original, you know. <laughs> well, you grew up in Georgia, and I grew up in Las Vegas, which has the most epic New Year's celebrations ever outside of New York City. I bet you guys go hard on New Year's. Yes. Huh? It was so fun. We used to sit around the TV and then watch the live feed of the fireworks in every hotel, every major hotel. See what I'm talking about, though? Like, what? That's exactly what we did in fucking Macon, Georgia. Fuck looking at a TV with a bunch of people watching a other bunch of people looking at a dumb ball drop. Get out of here. I'm done with you. (laughs) Oh, my God. I'm sorry. That's so funny. You're making a very good case, I must admit. I'm Only sorry. because of how you're saying it. <laughs> I feel like if you... Okay, well, here's the thing. I, In terms of how problematic a holiday is, 100% Thanksgiving is the worst. I do wonder, though, if we got rid of Thanksgiving, 
or would we lose out on an opportunity to educate people about how truly you know gruesome the history is between white people and indigenous people and i think people would say entirely uh jordan that's what school is for to which i would respond you're right i guess my work is done here (laughs) (laughs) yes so i i guess i mean if we're looking at the reasons why the holiday exists absolutely thanksgiving's on the chopping block if we're looking at the worst yeah oh i mean what if we look at the roots i don't what are what are the roots of it what is november 26th represent history it's really kind of just like propaganda for a relationship that's painted as positive between white people and indigenous people and overall that's just not the case it wasn't then and it's not now so it's i think it's just an un it's an incredibly unrealistic and intentionally so depiction of what actually happened during those times so because of that it's really shitty i think and honestly anyone with a brain thinks and a <laughs> oh she's going at her <laughs> She's trying to get Eggnog Steve all riled up on her. All right, let's hear. I'm trying to crack some eggs. <laughs> I don't, I don't know if that's what Thanksgiving's about though. I thought it was just about giving thanks for things that you're you're thankful for and getting together with friends and family. Like yeah, yeah. Why, I mean, why does everything have to have some weird social justice spin on? Like hey, while you're enjoying your turkey, don't forget about the indigenous genocide of the like. Can, I'm, can I just have some fucking cranberry sauce, man? Like, what are we, what are we talking about here? I mean, you're t- you're. That's the thing, though, is like, to you, you know, that might be all it is, but to like a very erased population, it's very painful and horrible. And then for people that they, they told you this, they told you this personally. I think any person with a brain would look at our history and be like, "Whoa, that was really fucked up." And the people that live in this country do not seem to have any respect for that. And the fact that they have a holiday that centers around our relationship with Native Americans and it's depicted as a positive relationship, that's just fucked up. You don't have to be a Native American to feel that way. That's just like wrong. Uh, I mean, there's probably some people out there like that, but there's probably more people who are just like, "Oh, really? I don't know. I'm just having some turkey." Sure. Yeah. Well, I think it's also <laughs> I'm just hanging like, out with my family. I don't. Yeah, I mean, I do believe that both can exist, you know. I'm going to eat dinner tomorrow safely, outside actually, and only with two other people, my family. Um, but but yeah, I, I, I do think that effectively most people, you know, are not sitting there thinking like about everything that I said explicitly at all. They're just there to hang out with family and eat food. Yeah. Yeah. Cultures all across America doing that. It's 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 yeah. it's not a white tradition. It's an American tradition. Everybody does it, pretty much. Yeah, like, I'm, not so households sh- I'm not so sure that's exactly America. the case. I mean, like maybe recent immigrants. Well, no, I was thinking more so like, for example, I got a notification of a group that's doing a screening of a documentary on the realities of that relationship between white people and indigenous people. And it's happening right when people eat dinner on Thanksgiving. So there are groups that actively choose to not participate. Oh yeah. Yeah. Of course. Yeah. But I mean, I'm, I'm just saying by and large, culturally it's, it's an American tradition. That's not exclusive to white America. It's it's just what we do here. And yeah. it's, everybody can get together with their fam- friends and family and have, yeah. have a nice, have a nice, uh, have a nice pumpkin pie. Why not get in there? 
So you're you're picking Thanksgiving to to eighty six. Yeah, and I'm, I'm going with New Year's. Yeah. Oh, I wonder who's going to win that. That that'd be an interesting poll to take because we both chose very popular national holidays. There's going to be controversy either way. We did. Let's post that poll on Twitter. Actually, in fact, I'm going to post that on Twitter. If you're listening to this, go to Twitter at the I Disagree Pod and let us know what you think. What's better to get rid of Thanksgiving or New Year's? We'll see who wins. Night, God. Night. Why did I do that? Why I did know. I follow you on that? I tagged it. <laughs> God, it does feel good though. I kind of get it. All right, all right. You want you want to do another one? Yes. Okay. Um, do you shop during? This one also comes from Eric. Do you shop during Black Friday slash Cyber Monday sales, or is it all too commercial? Uh, Steve? Man, you better get them savings where you can, son! <laughs> <laughs> like, I, I, the, the premise behind the question is almost is like, do you shop during these times, or is it too commercial? But the implication behind the question is that, well, obviously you're shopping at other times. So yes. if you're already shopping, you might as well shop at the time you can get those savings. Yeah. Okay. I disagree. I do not shop right. on Black Friday or Cyber Monday because it just promotes consumerism in a way that's entirely unnecessary. And it's consumerism that relies on a lot of really shitty labor too. So it's like, like we should all, I think, we should all be trying to lessen the shit that we buy as much as possible and reduce, reuse your cycle as much as possible. And this holiday just encourages people to go out and go fucking nuts and get shit they don't need. I understand that a lot of people are going out getting things they do need, and for those people, this actually winds up being a really good thing for them, to which I say, do you. But if you have the shit you need, why not just not? Well, you do shop and buy things, though, throughout the year. I do, yes. So you're just you're you're spending more, so the things you would normally buy during the great savings of Black Monday you wait to a time when it's not on sale to take Black a Friday. stand against the corporations by giving them more money. Oh, they got you again, Coburn. I also I mean, I think it's just like the whole thing just seems so incredibly unpleasant to partake in in person especially. Oh, I realized that point that's a good yes. point. I, I didn't think about that. I was thinking m- completely online. I don't. I don't go shopping. Yes. But I mean, I, I do buy shit on Cyber Monday when the shit's on sale. Absolutely. Yeah. You're talking about like going there when people are like mobbing out. And, oh yeah. Yes. Yeah. Go ahead. Yeah. 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 I'm sorry. Go it, ahead. <laughs> thank you. It's also just like embarrassing. I think kind of to as a corporation take a stance that you're going to take these items that you already mark up to ridiculous price. And you market to people that really shouldn't have them in terms of like making good spending decisions, you know, like a lot of these products. And so then, I mean, I'll say that for myself, like I definitely have shit that I've bought that I shouldn't have gotten that I was not in a financial space to buy. And I'm like, oh, but there's a deal when really it's not a fucking deal. It's just them selling a thing for still way higher than it would sell just in terms of their costs and breaking even. These are companies that make such fat fucking margins that they're just it's the it's fucking i mean i'm just thinking of walmart (laughs) it's just like just walmart through and through when i think of black friday i think of people trampling each other at walmart and the whole thing to me is just such like 
an unfortunate display of what it's like to exist as a person that just wants to feel good for like five seconds in this godforsaken capitalistic hellscape. I know there's there's just too much abundance. It's terrible. <laughs> there's too much. Wait, and what? And like at Walmart? Yeah. Too much abundance. You, you, you can get a flat screen TV for like two hundred bucks. Yeah, it's not I very get, nice. It's not as good as the one you'll get at like uh, sure. Best Buy or somewhere. But hey, sure. if you're broke. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, I mean, I'm not trying to say people shouldn't have TVs. If you don't have a TV, you want a TV, and they've got good ones there for a good price for sure. People should have a TV. They should be able to like tune into the world. I'm very pro Walmart. I I, I believe they provide a um, service to to economically disadvantaged communities. It's a place to shop. I don't I don't shop there that often. But I certainly mm-hmm. did in college, mm-hmm. you know. And it's it's, it's it's a great place for fucking. They got everything there, and it's super cheap. What are what are the consequences though of like being able to have low prices? What do you mean? What is? I mean, you know how businesses work, right? It's like to get something at a to sell something at a smaller price, they have to be saving money somewhere else, and it's usually a dark place that that happens. Well, yeah, they don't pay that much, right? to work there and those are the same communities that are buying the things oftentimes right so they're providing jobs and cheap goods they're providing shitty jobs and the cheap goods that have to be cheap because they're not getting paid enough in the community to afford shit that's not cheap and also relying on even more cheap labor it's like a human centipede of cheap labor but uh, yeah but i mean they're obviously shitty jobs but that's that's what working at walmart is you know like how much how much experience or skill does it take to be a greeter like this is supposed to be a stepping stone well this is the thing that walmart does too which i think you can agree on walmart comes into small towns and completely just fucks all the small businesses that is like 1000 percent a very documented thing but why and why do the small businesses get fucked because they can't compete why can't either they, they can't compete or their actual land gets bought out and then they can't relocate for whatever reason. Well, why can't they compete, though? Because they're a small business. And then if it's like, oh, I can go to Sally that sells fresh-made bread for, you know, whatever a loaf. Or I could just go to Walmart and get this shit that's, like, super fucking cheap. Granted, so the they're always going to have things like Wonder Bread at, like, gas stations or something. But I'm, I'm thinking of, like, a very specific example of of a city that didn't have Walmart and now it has it. And really, that that consequence is like so far in the past at this point because walmarts are in like every city yeah um but i mean the 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 point is i mean if walmart moves into a community and the the local small business goes out of business because nobody shops there anymore that means the community made a decision with their purchasing dollars but the community didn't make a decision for the walmart to come in the first place but they could have said fuck walmart we're going to still spend our 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 hard-earned money at the local mom and pop shop and they chose not to for for whatever reason well apparently walmart (laughs) provides some value that the that the the smaller store did not that was choosing to spend their money there i uh disagree also i apologize for my childish no that was like (laughs) i didn't even catch it god damn it yeah yeah, I was interrupting you also, which is the only way to say nah. <laughs> oh, I've been I've been interrupting the whole thing. I'm gonna try and pull my my noggin in. All right, here we go. Yeah, you fucking eggnog. <laughs> <laughs> um, no, but the you say that people are making a conscious choice to shop at Walmart instead of these small businesses. One thousand percent, the prices that Walmart can offer are lower than the prices that a mom and shop 
a mom and pop shop can offer. So right. is that really a choice? No. No. Yeah. It, it, totally. Like, that's a rational choice too. I'm going to shop at the place that's cheaper. That's a rational choice of a consumer. What is the what is the value proposition of this mom and pop shop that offers less goods at a higher price? What what is their value proposition? What are they providing that Walmart's not to this this hypothetical community that we're talking about? Um, I mean, a lot. They're providing goods that are not first off manufactured to a degree that's cancer causing, most likely. I'm gonna say it's not supporting slave labor overseas. It's not it's not supporting outsourcing. It's local. It's good for the economy collectively. It brings the people that actually live there up and builds wealth that goes into the pockets of the people in the community that are going to invest in other things, so many other things. It drives the wealth out of the hands of the people that live in a city and puts it in the hands of some fucking dude that doesn't do shit. Doesn't do shit to provide a service at a lower price than the competitors <laughs> to the community. I take the that has- shit part because he's doing a lot of shit. It's just evil shit. And it's not... It How is, is providing I, goods at a lower cost evil, though? Because of the consequences. Did you listen to anything I just said? I did, but you're leaving out the fact that now people are getting are getting things cheaper that they want, and they're making they're making a a a rational consumer choice on their own free will to shop there. Sure, I'm just saying. I mean, if someone's struggling with money, which that's kind of a small town thing, you know, they're not a, a exactly overflowing with wealth typically, then they're going to choose the option that's cheaper. So you're because, saying these evil mom and pop shops need to quit overcharging the poor residents of this town? And you know what? I'm with you, Jordan. <laughs> oh my god! No, I think that people start. I'm trolling okay, so far. I'm sorry. <laughs> no, I don't know. I don't think it's that hard. I think this is like a lot of arguments people would legitimately make. Probably. Um, I, are Are you legitimately making them? I mean, for the most part, I don't typically okay. shop at Walmart. <laughs> You know, but I certainly have and I certainly see the value in it. And I think I mean, I think there's a place for both. Like, you know, they don't they don't sell like uh, like high end stuff. They don't sell like artisanal, like like craft shit. It's all like low grade consumer electronics and, and the cheapest shit available. And that's great that they're providing that out there for people who need it and can't afford it otherwise. But, you know. For other people that have different tastes and different needs, there's that's what that's what the other stores are for, and I, I think there's room for both in in a free market economy. I understand that effectively people get to have things at a lower price, which means you know for a lot of families they can get stuff they wouldn't have otherwise been able to have. I I get that, and I get that that would be you know of course considered a positive thing in terms of the family's experience in that specific corner of their life Mm -hmm. but with that being said when a walmart comes into a community it requires a lot of people to operate right so a lot of people you know if they did exist again i keep using i'm I'm using such a specific case of like it being the first walmart in some some big town but also when a walmart exists it just kind of perpetually makes it so other suppliers can't come about that don't have massive contracts with these massive shopping conglomerates but but i think it's i forgot what i was saying <laughs> you've been noggin too <laughs> i have not been noggin i don't Fuck. know I, no but i mean you want you you were you were talking earlier about their um 
their the slave labor. I would be the worst lawyer, dude. <laughs> <laughs> you couldn't possibody be worse than Trump's lawyers. I I just be in the middle of making a point, like very passionately as I just was, and literally <laughs> Oh my god. <laughs> that is terrifying. Jesus. You're... Trump's lawyer, Alan Dershowitz, the fucking kid diddler. God. Wait, is he I Trump's know. lawyer? I thought it was Gi- Giuliani and uh, some. He has a and... lot of lawyers. He has a lot of lawyers. None of them but... are good. Oh, I know what I was saying. Hello, here we All go. Right. You um, back? No, they're not good. They're fucking horrendous. Sidney Powell representing like Michael Flynn, who's basically at this point that case is just like an extension of not getting Trump in trouble. Also, um, anyways, I digress. This is why I forget things because my brain's doing that shit all the time and is it's, <laughs> it has zero loyalty to the thought that I thought was important enough to start ten seconds ago. But, I do that shit all the time. God, um, I was I was saying though, in a scenario when a Walmart comes in, you know, it's like on one hand families can get more things than they wouldn't have been able to get. On the other hand, the community winds up getting a workforce that is you know employed largely. It, I, especially in a small town, it always winds up being the biggest employer of a town. So then you have a majority of your workforce working for this place that pays shitty wages, doesn't give the benefits that people need, and effectively is just sucking the means of people's labor out of their life. And then the trade-off is you get to get maybe, what, two more? I don't know. I can't quantify what people truly gain from a Walmart price difference than the alternative, but the trade-off does not seem fair. I disagree with your assumption that it is well the, i mean the question is what were their options before walmart moved into the town mm-hmm. um you know what I mean? were they well, all crushing talk- it and then walmart moved in and now they all have to work for walmart or did walmart right. move in and provide a bunch of jobs albeit low paying that were better that were available before they moved in and i mean i don't, I don't know. know the answer one way or the other but i, I mean i bet it's i bet it's a different for every town you know, yeah, I don't know. I, I don't know either. And I think you're probably onto something, you know, just looking at the facts of like the amount of money that people in a town were making. Because, yeah, that's probably how the Walmart got there in the first place is it's going to create jobs. That's probably how city councils wind up. You know, it's generally they're going to, you know, they think it's going to be better for the economy. And right. with the metrics that they look at, maybe it is. But when you actually look at, the individual experience of someone i really wouldn't believe that it is i think it's with some confidence you could probably say that that's it's worse yeah i mean i would i would certainly encourage someone not to make a career out of working at walmart but you gotta sure. start somewhere like my first job is minimum wage i wasn't at walmart but you know it's daisy's yeah. diner i was a dishwasher oh <laughs> that's cute to think of a <laughs> diner as your first job that's adorable yeah i was 15 years old had a big old apron back there Did, scrubbing, oh my god scrubbing pots hell yeah just getting talked at by the chef who is like cecilia who's 70 years old and uh-huh. has like chooses to wear a curly gray wig she could have picked any color she chose gray got a bowl with three gray hairs yeah <laughs> yes oh my god i love that oh my god that's so fun but um yeah to wrap it up i just think it supports like it supports so many different parts of the global economy honestly that are just really bad what it really comes down to is having a better alternative you know like someone 
I mean, Target, for example, they're not perfect either, but they pay mm-hmm. better and their prices are, you know, comparable on like most of their items, I would say. And it's not such a disgusting company. It's still, you know, in its own way is definitely supporting consumerism in ways that aren't like mindful and do harm. Also, I wouldn't, I wouldn't trust any retail company that didn't engage in consumerism, though. Like that's your whole job. you sell things for a living are you trying to talk people out of it get out of here yeah but when i say consumerism i mean stuff like fast fashion you know like shit that gets made in faraway lands it's stuff that gets made like forever 21 is fast fashion it's cheap clothes that get made overseas Mm -hmm. not good quality the labor sourcing is not ethical in a lot of the circumstances and these companies make so much money because they can sell it you know at a cheaper price and then since the company so like the clothes aren't good quality people wear it after a few times it starts getting all you know weird and gapy and shit and then you throw it away or donate it and then go get more Mm -hmm. it's like what I would just think it's better. you're talking about Forever 21 and the way you're describing it, it kind of sounds like hot topic. And I imagine that the hot topics in the Forever 21s probably have some kind of rivalry, like like the Jets, and the, <laughs> uh, the Pink Ladies or whatever. I disagree. I think Hot Topic makes quality clothes. Do they? Do they? <laughs> you know, I bought my first Slayer CD from a Hot Topic. Hell yeah. No, where else are you going to get like a corset dress with pink ribbons and metal hoops? Yeah. yeah That's I mean, made by artisans. <laughs> I can't tell if you're being serious. I don't know. I don't know. I don't, I don't know. I don't think there's a factory churning out a bunch of those dresses. You know what I mean? Maybe like the world's a very different place than I thought. I feel like what? Hot Topic is just the Forever 21 for, for uh, emo kids. Like, it is, I but it all takes... that shit's made in China. Yeah, 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 yeah. Probably, definitely, yeah. Um, hot topics are just like one tenth the size. <laughs> they take up much less space, you know, like a depressed kid curled into a ball. That's what hot topic is as a store. Everything's uh, very crammed. There's no room to move. I've never been in a Forever Twenty One. Are they big? Are they like a department store? Are they like? Yeah, there are some Forever Twenty Ones that are like three stories high and really fucking yeah. Huh. Yeah, it's like a massive, massive um, chain. <laughs> you know, the, the original name was Forever Eighteen, and they were like, "This might be a little bit too, uh, <laughs> a little bit too borderline here." Let's uh, <laughs> let's bump it up to uh, drinking age, shall we? For for what reason? For what reason would it be borderline? <laughs> because the isn't the marketing strategy behind Forever Twenty One? It's it's marketed to women, right? Um, they have a men's and kids section now, even. Do they? Yeah, but yeah, I would say in general, it was like a woman's clothing brand mostly. Yeah, and like the idea is, it's like Forever Twenty One, like like we got we got clothes that'll make you like look like a like a young hot chick forever. Yes, like that's the idea behind the the marketing, right? Yes, you're so right. That's hilarious. <laughs> Forever eighteen. They're gonna come out with one for men that's like. Forever 35. Yeah, think <laughs> yeah, the PC culture, man. They're just going to keep pushing that number up and up and up. <laughs> it's going to be forever 45. Like when they when they stop asking for your ID. <laughs> That's do, so you, funny. do you still get carded? Yes, yeah, totally. Do you? 
every once in a while. I think they just do it to do it though. Like I don't yeah. think anybody's fooled at this point. Yeah. I think I probably get carded like seventy five percent of the time. Yeah. Mm. Mm. You'll get there, Coburn. <laughs> no, thank you. <laughs> I I can't wait. Um, all right. I think uh that's good on the warm up. I feel I feel loose. All right. I feel ready. Yeah. You want to move but, on to a, a disagree mail from a new patient? Hell yeah. Yes, let's get into it. Let's get into the I disagree mail. So shout out to all the new patrons. We got Tanya Wilson, Jeremy Wells, and Stephen Walsh coming in right off the gate. Brand new patron. He's got a disagree mail. Hell yes. Thank you. Everybody, also, just so you know, for I disagree mails, you don't even have to be a patron. If you're just a listener, you can send those to us. Uh, hit us up on Twitter at the I Disagree Pod, or you can email us at the I Disagree Podcast at gmail.com. And uh, well, yeah, I'm excited to hear this. So, Stephen Walsh says uh, a little necessary background on me. I'm a Navy veteran. Thank you for your service, Stephen, who spent four years on submarines. Half of those four years were spent underwater, surrounded by 120 ish dudes in extremely close quarters. This is, this is important because if we're talking about hyper-masculine, extremely sexual straight culture, I feel I have been to the top of the mountain. <laughs> <laughs> Sounds like it, Stephen. Mas- uh, sorry. With that, being, with that being said, Steve, I disagree with your assessment about pretty much everything you said last episode in regards <laughs> to straight men. <laughs> the basis of my argument is that masculinity is inherently performative. Masculine culture typically attributes manliness to things like being uncomfortable, picking up stuff, not showing emotion, (laughs) and of course, having sex with women. The entire masculine culture is based on constantly proving how straight you are by not giving in to gay temptation or something. (laughs) I read that wrong. Hold on. The entire... (laughs) The entire the entire masculine culture is based on constantly proving how straight you are, but not giving in to gay temptation or something. I say this as a man who has had a conversation with another man while cupping each other's balls because, and I can't stress the question mark enough, we definitely weren't gay. <laughs> <laughs> and I can't stress the question mark enough. <laughs> I, I hope I'm reading this in the way you want me to read it, Stephen, because it's very funny. I hope I'm hitting the inflection points properly. (laughs) The point is, there is a reason the male-on-male genital touching of our youth slash young adult lives kind of dies out when you get older. And I don't know how to break it to you, but your sexuality is likely more flexible than you realize. I don't think being 100% straight is a very common thing. You honestly believe that zero men in the entire world are objectively attractive or whatever term makes you comfortable enough to admit you see beauty in the male form? Ooh, fuck, man. Ooh. fuck man the vast majority of men watching sports sound like they're a half step away from jerking off <laughs> <laughs> i i feel like steven like has premonition and he heard me fucking talking about sports before this started because dude if you could hear me go on about michael jordan look i'm not ga- look listen <laughs> anyway Steve, Steve Walsh goes on to say, No, please, no, please. We'll get to it. <laughs> I'm just saying, six rings. You know what I'm saying? Six rings, two Olympic gold medals, and the game winning shot in, the, in the, the NCAA tournament in college to get that championship, too. I get it. Six I, rings, six fingers, one butthole. I get it. <laughs> I mean, you're, you're way ahead of me, Jordan. That, yeah. Th- exactly. I really love how Steven talks. 
<laughs> he's funny, right? Yes. He, he, he goes on. Uh, where, where was he saying? Just because you aren't acting on it doesn't mean you aren't displaying a non-hetero behavior. It's just normalized for men. As a male as a male-dominated masculine culture, we have a tendency to hypersexualize female-on-female attraction, but are disgusted by male-on-male attraction. The only difference is thanks to good old misogyny. We, men, have the ability to control the language used. And he gives an example. Two college-age women touching each other's boobs. Then he says, in, in, in uh, quotation marks, experimentation. Then he gives another example. Two college-age dudes constantly touching each, other, each other's dicks and balls and asses and nipples, etc. No <laughs> homo or whatever. Constantly. <laughs> so, he goes on, but I do want to point out those two examples. Like, it sounds like the two dudes are having way more fun than the two chicks. Like, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like they're constant, not only are they touching dicks but they're also touching balls asses and nipples okay fine you sold me this is what goes on this is I, i'm in <laughs> whereas the two college-age women just touching each other's boobs he made it sound so clinical like like they're doing a breast exam like oh i don't feel any lumps your turn whereas these two dudes are just getting in there <laughs> That is true. It sounds much more fun to be with penis having in this scenario. <laughs> no doubt. <laughs> so he goes on. I'm not really sure where I'm going with this. The point is, Daniel Craig in Casino Royale coming up out of the ocean in his tiny little European sh- Ah, okay. Uh, okay. So Daniel Craig in Casino Royale coming up out of the ocean in his tiny little European shorts is attractive and that's Okay. Get your rube pouch, or whatever you need to call it, to make yourself feel it isn't the dreaded feminine purse, and stop being uncomfortable because it's manly to do so. You will continue to feel the exact same way about titties, he puts in quotes. (laughs) In quotes! And I quote, (laughs) titties. titties. (laughs) And for the record, that word is super cringe. All right, boobies, fine. Seriously... (laughs) <laughs> seriously love the podcast though don't stop steving steve otherwise the show would just be liberals mostly agree and then it would just be twitter yeah <laughs> steven yes that was so fucking good that was, that was a great disagree mail yeah that was really a mic drop at the end hell yes oh my god i love that um I love how he like phrased so many things too. It's it's very it was very direct and I think I think very <laughs> very fair. Yeah. yeah what I do mean, you think? Well, I don't know uh, how much to reveal about like the peek behind the curtain, but like I, I appreciate the the time and effort he put in to that disagreement so i want to do it justice but like not everything i say on here is serious (laughs) (laughs) sometimes i'm just ripping on some dumb shit to get a reaction out of jordan oh my god and that (laughs) is the difference between the two of us i will never do that (laughs) so i think i think uh, it's pretty clear he's referencing uh when i was talking about how uh europeans wear speedos Yes, (laughs) Yes, <laughs> yes. Look, I ain't wearing. I don't care what you say in your hilarious, eloquently worded e- email, Stephen. I ain't wearing no goddamn. Actually, the way he described that interaction with all the the nipples and asses and and balls. Yes, very erotic. 
you know what? Maybe I'll give it a go. Who knows? Yeah. I think he brings up a lot of good points. He brings up a lot of good points. I want to take it seriously because there's so many good points. But yeah. It was also so funny. It was so, I know. I know. I love, uh, yeah, that was really well written. I think he brings up a good point of like kind of just talking about this sort of love on a spectrum or like affection on a spectrum. And when it crosses a certain point, then that becomes sexual attraction, right? But like until you cross that threshold, it's kind of just existing on the spectrum of appreciation. So when we talk about the guy from Casino Royale or whatever coming coming up and out of water. Have you seen some that? people I have not no. I'm sure it was very hot though. But or I could think you know of who Daniel like, Craig is though, right? Yes. Yes. Okay. Yeah. I'm sure it's very hot. Or like some equivalent scene that I've seen with a woman. Part of part of that attraction and I think part of like finding anybody to be sexually attractive is they have qualities that you either desire directly or like really appreciate and then it turns sexual <laughs> once it's like, I mean, I guess it's sexual when it's genitalia related, really. So <laughs> a lot of the times I think we're just like attracted to things because maybe part of you wants that or something. I don't, I don't stand behind anything that I'm saying. Can I do that? Yeah, of course <laughs> you can do that. I'm just doing the definition of thinking out loud, and I like to kind of maybe not rescind, but more so remove the name tag of Jordan Coburn made this from those ideas. Put it on me. (laughs) But I, but yes, I mean, point being, it makes me think of this concept of like, you know, being attracted to something, maybe not to the point where you would personally believe that it's sexual attraction, but you're still like, fuck, that thing's like beautiful, you know? Mm. maybe you do want to fuck it who knows i mean i could think some like i don't want to fuck a sunset right 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 that's yeah that's why i kind of had to stop and be like this only applies to genitalia stuff (laughs) or like form or i don't know some people find like intellect sexually attractive and that's totally fair yeah i mean i think all that's hot and all but (laughs) (laughs) i mean I like the female form. That's that's right. what that's what gets me going. Sure. And yeah. I mean, I I can be physically attracted to someone who's a fucking dumb. I mean, if they start talking and they're really dumb, then it it does it does have an effect. <laughs> I'm not gonna lie, it does have an effect. Yeah. But uh, I disagree with how misogynist that sounds, and yet I would say the same thing. You're right. You, yeah. you could be a hot guy and be like, that dude's fucking hot. Then you talk to him, he's like, God, he's fucking dumb as fuck, but mm, pretty hot. Yeah. I want to date him. I want to date him. But, yes. yeah, what's, you know, you know, I'm, yes. speak, I'm speaking for you now. Feel free to jump in. <laughs> yeah, You're like, no, I, take it away, Steve. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I, I, I do enjoy hearing your thoughts on this, this subject because it's, a disagree mail directed at you so talk as much as you'd like to get your opinions out there well i guess i mean i i i mostly agree with everything you said like um i mean i was just riffing when i was talking i mean i do think that europeans look fucking ridiculous in their tiny little shorts at the beach but hey 
I'm sure they think we look ridiculous with our long, like, oh, look at these Americans ashamed of their knees. Get out of here. Beat it, America. Yeah. You fucking And they're AK-47 purses. Right. You know? <laughs> <laughs> Australians used to give me shit when I worked in Hawaii. They used to give me shit about sales tax. Uh-huh. That's the shit that bugged them. Yeah. Oh. Oh, in Australia, we put the tax before the price, so the price it says is the price it is. And I'm like, well, I don't, I don't know the fuck to tell you, buddy. <laughs> that was the best accent. Was it? Yes. Oh, my God. You really did a good job showcasing the British settlement element <laughs> of the Australian identity. <laughs> And I also uh, like Australians because they call sunglasses sunnies. Ah, I forgot ooh, me sunnies. That's I adorable. Thought, I always thought that was cool. They call them sunnies. Ah, let me get some of them sunnies. <laughs> it is like they do have the most uh, cute names for things. Kangaroo? Are you kidding me? Yeah, he was. He, he mentioned that. Uh, Stephen mentioned that the, the roo because I think we called. Uh, we said because I was making the argument that if the australians ever came out with the man's handbag it would not nearly be as feminine as the european men's handbag right because i just inherently find australians to be tougher men than europeans but again that goes into what steven was saying about gender roles what yeah what does that even mean i don't know is it is it because you think there's a desert in australia and you're conflating their geography with their humans yeah, don't they all carry around big-ass knives and, like, fucking fight wild animals? They got, like, two cities over there, and the rest of it's just, just fucking wilderness and dingoes and, like, <laughs> uh, allegedly dinosaurs. I've I... heard. <laughs> allegedly dinosaurs. I've heard there's uncharted territory in the outback that you might be <laughs> able to find a uh, Dilophosaurus. Oh, my God. I don't know what I'm talking about. That would be so amazing. I hope that's a thing that people think is a thing. That would be amazing. I you also got some like wild ass animals over there is what I'm saying. But okay. yeah, I also like that you don't just think people would live in the same suburbs that exist in the most inhabitable, sp- uninhabitable spaces like Vegas and shit. You know that 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 is in the United States. I think like oh, everybody in Vegas is crazy too. You'd be disappointed to go to Australia and see not everybody is wrapped in leather and hangs <laughs> on to sharpened buck knives at all times. Well, no, not by that that big seashell fucking thing in Sydney, the 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 opera house. That's where uh, that's where they're all running around acting cultured. But you step outside, <laughs> that, that and that's when they're fucking just rawhide and, and fucking big ass Bowie knives and you know living off the land. If anyone lives in Australia, please, <laughs> for the love of God, write in. Please, please disagree with Steve or just tell us if that's the case. What if it was? What if, what if, we, got some, what if we got people writing in from Australia? It's like, you know what? The Yank nailed it. <laughs> the Yank nailed it. You just imagine there's just like alligators going around like fucking wrecking. Yeah. <laughs> just just everywhere um that's that's so funny but I don't, do, you, do you feel like we addressed uh steven's do you have anything you want to say to steven's uh points i no. i feel like we could we could go into the main event but um yeah really quick i just wanted to say thank you steven thank you for becoming a patron and uh, yeah thank, thank you for you. the hilarious email yeah yeah totally cool 
let's get into it. The main event. So uh, this is the main event. And if you are a patron at patreon.com slash I disagree podcast and you're at the $50 tier or above, you can actually select the main event topic for us to talk about. So I wanted to talk about today uh, states around the country are putting in various uh, like travel restrictions or, or restrictions on large groups gathering for the holidays. Um, and I want to know what uh, you think about that, Jordan. Yeah, I think this is a fantastic topic, Steve. I thank you for bringing it up because I imagine as a libertarian, you have a lot of opinions on shit like that. But like, I know Newsom, I think... Nothing's been mandated, right? But it's like not encouraging. Not in California, as far as I know. Yeah, but the but the guidelines are pretty strict. It's like limited to three households or something. Keep it outdoors. If it is inside, make sure it's like super super short or something. And I don't actually don't think they even say that. I think it's like outside. It's just a very unrealistic Thanksgiving thing, which is why I hope most families are just going to be like, okay, let's just not do it. Let's just postpone. You know, you can just. It sucks to postpone, but. I think people should just kind of be be team players if by being on a team you also didn't die. Yeah, I think uh I mean I I don't have any problem with the government making recommendations. But that's as much as I'll give them. Recommendations. You know yeah. what I'm saying? Like it, it, and I think uh, you know, I mean I think we're what 8 months into this thing now. I think people pretty much get it and they can make their own personal calculated risk assessment whether or not it's worthwhile to to gather with their family during the holidays but i think other than the government making recommendations i don't think they should have a fucking role in it i think they should shut their fucking mouths i disagree gone i think i think that you're kind of mischaracterizing the situation with that opinion because the reason why you know you say people people kind of know what's up or whatever what they know to be up is dependent upon everybody being extra cautious and listening to the government. And there have been state mandates of stay at home orders and right. those things. Yeah, like I, think, York, I think, yeah. And I think, you know, just the restaurant closures and, and things like that, it's all very much in the context of being restrictive and imposing restrictions on us. And so, Really, it's just another set of restrictions that already exist. So I feel like it's not fair to treat it as some threshold they're crossing. They've already crossed it. They're already doing things for public health reasons. This would yeah. just be more things. I think it's time to rein some of that shit back, though. Like, let people make their own decisions at this point. We're eight, we're eight months in. It's very serious, but we all have to fucking admit it is not as serious as we initially thought. We initially thought it was the fucking Black Plague. We thought millions and millions of people were going to die. That's it's not, not true. It's not a zombie apocalypse. It's very serious. It's more serious than the flu. And every individual should make their own calculated risk assessment. And if you're in a vulnerable group and you don't think it's worthwhile to gather together during the holidays, then do not. But like, as a free individual, if you think if you think it's worth the risk, then fucking go for it. I don't. I think the government uh, enough, enough. It's fucking November now. It's almost December. We've been doing this shit since March. But Steve, just because it's taking a long time, that doesn't change the science of any of any, the science of any of it. It's something that's. I mean, I disagree with like pretty much everything you just said, 
eight the fact again okay the fact that it's eight months first off timeline wise it would be so dumb to have now be the time when people just get to start making their own choices and doing whatever and reining that shit in because this is exactly when the second wave was said to be hitting and it is it is right like the scientists were right we're seeing another second wave another mm-hmm. second wave haha we're saying a second wave and people are dying in higher numbers to allow people to start gathering and they're going to gather because there's if they open up the restaurants the fucking people that don't believe in it will go numbers are going to go up exponentially That's it's not choice. It's not just an individual choice if they can come back and then get a bunch of other people sick and it starts off a chain reaction. You don't get that individual. That's beyond individual liberty at that point. You you now your actions now have a domino effect that goes God knows how far. It's not an individual liberty. Well, I mean, I I would agree, but it's just we're we're so arbitrary on and random on how we determine like when it's okay to get together and when it's not. It's just like okay, well, you really shouldn't get together with your family. I agree. But if you want to celebrate Biden's victory, by all means, gather in the streets and have a parade. (laughs) Oh my fuck you! No one's saying that. No one's saying that. They're just not absolutely saying that. I'll say, in the very least, there was no there was no fucking like public scolding or shaming. Whenever people gather in large groups for particular political reasons, but when people want to get together with their family on Thanksgiving, oh, you're killing grandma. Grandma can decide whether she wants to come to Thanksgiving dinner or not. That's that's like we're fucking people are adults. Let people make their own fucking decisions. And I'm not encouraging people to go out and gather in groups. Uh, It might not be a good idea. I'm not flying home for Thanksgiving, but that's my fucking choice. You know what I'm saying? But right now, more so than when this even first started, we know that there's a massive group of people in this country that, if given the choice, would populate those spaces that we know to be super spreader spaces, like these indoor bars that stay open at till two, you know? Mm-hmm. Like, so to now lift the restrictions that are not honestly that high in number and exist right now would be to unleash that whole population that we know for a fact are all going to engage in those risky behaviors that's that's not true though that there are minimal restrictions i mean that's businesses and livelihoods are shutting down like in la they they fucking shut everything down and apparently all these restaurants are fucked because they ordered all this food for thanksgiving and now they have nothing to do with it and it's like we can't go on like this forever it's not the black plague take reasonable precautions wear a mask and make decisions based on your own personal whatever demographic you fall in like if you're in your 80s maybe you should quarantine but at this point it's like we 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 have to fucking get back to it it's it's been since fucking march and it's it's stupid at this point take reasonable precautions i'm not saying it's a hoax it's very serious but it's not the end of the fucking world and sure we, we need to act like adults sure i mean again though it's like people won't act like adults an adult would choose to not go out to an event that they know has a high chance of transmitting the the, the illness and then them spreading it around so we if that's only a choice can... you can make though you don't have uh-huh. to, go to you don't have to go to events okay let's think about the grocery store right and they and that's another thing like grocery stores have been open the whole time but schools haven't and if because we're talking people about people need to eat and they can't they can't get food from anywhere other than the grocery store in most cases school you can do 100% at home but i mean if we're going by the science the, the science overwhelmingly says that schools aren't super spreaders 
but so it's it's completely arbitrary what shuts gets shut down and what doesn't and who's whose livelihood gets fucked and who doesn't by who's a member of a fucking public sector union or whatever you know and it's just like let's just be adults let's take reasonable precautions the vaccine's going to be available in a couple months anyway and fucking let's get back to it like how, what what if the vaccine never came out what if we never got a vaccine which is entirely possible there's no aids vaccine there's no herpes vaccine were we just supposed to do this forever because of covid which is not the black plague like no i think at that point then i'm pretty at what, sure at what point would we just be like all right it is what it is be well, careful if- out there if the promise of a vaccine was one that didn't exist, then I think people would just say, well, then, yeah, I mean, we have to just go for herd immunity at this point. And that's a much higher death count way to get to where you're trying to get with a vaccine. Yeah. I mean, I just don't know that there's any way around it one way or the other mm-hmm. because nobody's talking about it, but like the rest of the world's getting fucked just as hard as we are like america that's not true it's absolutely true fucking europe's getting thrashed i 100 percent. other places are also not doing well but we're doing particularly horrible but also there are places we're not doing particularly horrible we're middle of the road we're like the, the 13th worst or something I don't have the statistics in my brain to combat that, so I would just like to uh, put an IOU chip down right. <laughs> in terms of facts. I mean, I'm not saying I'm not saying we're doing great. We're not crushing it, but the only places that are really crushing it are like fucking New Zealand. Okay, we can be an island and shut down everything and close our borders. Okay, we can be a small island and we could be New Zealand. Otherwise, like the 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 industrialized world is getting hit with this thing, and it sucks. But it doesn't appear, no matter what strategy any country took, it's all been varying degrees of not doing great. I'm fairly certain Germany is an example of a country that Germany, like- Germany, yes, is the, is like the outlier in that entire region, and they're not like doing great. They're just doing great comparative to their neighbors. Yeah. So yeah, yeah I don't know what Germany. Maybe if everybody did what Germany did, but nobody did what Germany did, and I think it's too late to fucking do what Germany did. Like, if we'd known now what we'd known then, then yeah, we could just maybe follow the German strategy. We are just so close to a vaccine. I mean, I disagree 100% with the premise of being like, it's going to be here, just let people start making their own decisions, because I don't trust people to make their own decisions in this scenario, and I think there has to be legislation that limits what people can do. But I think that the vaccine is so close at this point to lift yeah it wouldn't make that would be such a horrible move it's like basically if you had a broom and a mess it would be like looking at the mess and being like well at least this is a manageable pile of of mess but i'm just going to like let it grow for no reason but, I mean, that was a horrible. That was a horrible analogy. That was a horrible analogy. I know where you were going with it, though. I mean, oh I my get god! It. Wow, that was an intellectual bomb. No, no, I, I know what you were saying with it, but I'm just saying yeah. that it's 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 not for no reason, though. It's not like there are no consequences to carrying on the way we are and treating it the way we are. There are there's always trade offs and everything. The trade off is this: is it fucking fucks up people's livelihoods, and like say 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 you're an old person. Say you're in the the demographic that is at high risk for COVID because you and I are not. You know what I'm saying? Like me more than you, me more than you. But 
ultimately we're not but if if, if you're like in your 70s that that should be a decision that you get to make like I might not have many Thanksgivings left with my family. Maybe I want to take this risk, this lo- comparatively low risk, really, to mm-hmm. to spend one of my final few holidays with my family. Or you or, could just or, wait. Or you might decide, no, I don't want to take that risk, and I'm not going to do it. But like, isn't that your? Isn't that their choice? I mean, here's the thing: it's like. When New York was needing to bring in refrigerated trucks for all the bodies of the people that were dying, everybody was pretty on the same page about having mandates for what you could and couldn't do. So really, it's just a matter of what people consider to be an emergency, because we've already been shown that people are willing to do this stuff in the state of an emergency. It's just about agreeing what emergency is. Out it. And that's like not considering, I think, the outliers that are like, no, on principle, no one ever fucking tells me what to do. I think for the most part, people in New York are like, okay, yes, this makes sense, you know? So now it's just we're in this position where you have to be able to make the argument convincingly that the amount of people that are dying and the amount of risk that it, it you know, is assumed when you do that, you have to make the argument that it's not bad enough. And that's so like impossible to make, I think. Yeah, I mean, yeah, it is it is impossible to make. And that's I mean, that's a decision that like societies make every year about a multitude of things, including like raising the speed limit. Yeah. You know? mm-hmm. I mean every all, all the all the conspiracy theorists act like COVID's the flu. And COVID is not the flu. COVID is a lot more serious than the flu. That being said, the flu the flu kills 40, 50,000 people a year. That's a lot of people, and we don't do any of this shit to prevent mm-hmm. it. We accept that we we write that off, write that off as the cost of doing business. Mm-hmm. We write off however many tens of thousands of deaths on the highway every year that we know we could prevent if we lowered the speed limit to 50 miles an hour. We know we would prevent, say, 20,000 deaths a year. And we write that off as the cost of doing business. I mean, it is what it is. And I'm not, I, I don't know where you draw that line, but I think as, as adults in society, we need to agree that there is a line somewhere and it's not just like, if we can save one life, cause that's, that's empty platitudes. Yeah. Yeah. I think hopefully ultimately we're close for the vaccine distribution. So. Yeah. Are you going to take the first round that comes out? Probably. Same. Yeah. I don't see why I want it. I mean, there is the thing that I'm fairly low risk for COVID anyway. So maybe yeah. just like, yeah, let them get the bugs out first. Then I'll take it after. Like, <laughs> but- I, I totally understand that as like a rational choice maker. It is right. just kind of shitty. But I've but- had that. I've had that thought too. But I think I, I will. I think I'd like, take it. I mean, I, yeah, I will. I will. I will take it. I trust. I mean, I've trusted all the other vaccines, except I. I was very young and didn't make right. the decision really myself. But the difference is I'd, this one was kind of made on the fly, which I, I trust the scientists involved. I I I trust that they're not going to intentionally rush a bad vaccine on the market, even just for fucking financial mm-hmm. incentives. That's going to if Pfizer puts out some bullshit that fucks everybody up then that's going to fuck up their share prices. So like, I have confidence that like their intent, what they put out is going to be to the best of their knowledge, a good vaccine. 
Mm-hmm. That being said, they did come up. Yeah, they they got it out really quick. Mm-hmm. I don't know yeah. what the timeline for a typical vaccine is, but I, I don't feel know like either. I feel like they crushed this one. I think so too. I do trust though that there's just you know gaps in time that may exist normally to allow for error or like right. <laughs> more more error. And there's no way to know what the long-term effects of the COVID vaccine is based on trials because it hasn't been a long time yet. Exactly. Know? I think but for the first whatever. trial to even... Yeah. Sorry to interrupt. No. Go ahead. I, 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 yeah. I think for, for like... I forget if it was two years or 11 years. I think it might... I, I'm sure the trials exist in, you know, all different lengths and stuff. But yeah, it's like if you plan on taking it in the first someone's lifetime then you may as well just get it now (laughs) that might be a bad take (laughs) i mean it might be but i'm gonna i'm gonna play the odds yeah and And odds are they have not put out a vaccine yet that has led to like a zombie uprising or something like that yep there might be some bugs in it but whatever It'll be I agree. I happily take every vaccine that I am supposed to because I'm not a fucking scientist and I believe that people are smarter than me. And that's really that's what how they gets you though. That's how they get you. Is that a joke? I mean, yes, but <laughs> there's probably some truth to it, dude. Because if you were like a nefarious mad scientist and you wanted to like like there's this show on Amazon with John Cusack called Utopia, and they make up a fake well, they make up, it's a real virus, but they, they infect uh, populations of school children. And now the public's freaking out about this, this disease that's infected school children. So they rush a vaccine to the market. And it turns out the vaccine actually sterilizes you for like three generations. So oh, my God. Like, it's a way to like wipe out most of humanity and start over. But it's all based on people like, oh, yeah, I'm going to take the vaccine because of this disease. And the timing of this show was really funny because it came out before COVID and then they had to like cancel it and it's <laughs> because it's just too on the nose. You know what I mean? Yeah. It's not, I wouldn't call it a good show, um, but it's got interesting ideas in it. And like the, yeah. it's, it's interesting, but it, the execution isn't really great at all points. And it's kind of like a little far-fetched, but so to, to what you were saying what i was saying is like that's how they get you you're like oh, i i'm not a scientist i trust i they give me a vaccine i'm gonna take it now you're gonna now oh, you're uh, god now you're one of the lizard people <laughs> <laughs> yeah well i mean i gotta I'm be honest taking it probably yeah I don't, well, i'm I've... not scared of that i'm not a conspiracy theorist i'm fine with it i'll take it yeah i was just gonna say the premise of that show is not the worst thing ever if there right? was a society of global responsible citizens you know that were like we're gonna save this fucking planet and they did that shit i might just be like good game i i did kind of want a kid but good game you know (laughs) um i'm just kidding that'd probably be incredibly horrifying to find out but if people could voluntarily just choose you know to like have less kids and consume less and stuff it doesn't have to be that extreme we could all come together and do the shit that's actually really not that hard right now to save the planet. Or we could wait until an Illuminati group of benefactors, depending on how you look at it, uh, that also just m- eliminate the chance for your uh, line to continue. Um, I disagree. <laughs> you disagree. Yeah, I think I think overpopulation is a, is a, a false premise. 
I don't think the earth's ever populated. I think we have more than enough resources. And I think we have more people on the planet now and less people starving than ever before. You know, China had the, the one child policy for a while because I guess they were worried about overpopulation because they got like a billion Chinese people over there. But as it turned out, now they, they have an aging population and they don't have any young people to support it. We're having the same, we're kind of doing the same thing over here and in Europe, like voluntarily is like, uh, you know, they called it, it the, the baby boomers were called the baby boomers because they had a bunch of fucking babies. But now mm-hmm. we're not having a bunch of babies. And then all these old people are retiring. So you got a whole bunch of people retiring that need to collect social security benefits, which they earned, which they paid into, which they are entitled to, but not enough people coming up behind them to like fill the pot. And Tax the rich. I mean, I guess you could, but they're already printing plenty of taxes. Yeah. I, I mean, it's easy to say this as a not rich person, but I don't think enough. Well, either way, the, the, the point is we're, we're, we have more people on the planet and less people starving. So we're not, we're not running out of resources. Humanity knows how to handle it. And I mean, maybe in a hundred years, maybe the shit will start to level off and, and it will be a problem, but overpopulation is not a problem right now. And that, that's been like a, a thing, the population bomb. Somebody wrote a book about it, like in, I don't know, like the sixties or seventies. And, and it predicted like by now, by like our time that the rate that the human population was growing exponentially on the planet by now we'd be like having like like mass starvation and and civil wars and like you know people be fighting over water and shit and the fact is we have more people on the planet now living at a higher standard of living and less people of poverty and and like that discrepancy keeps growing every year Regardless of the projections of the past or the future, though, looking at where we're at in the present, it's not a good spot. Why do you say that, though? The carbon levels are really high presently. There's danger. There's danger to species like species are going extinct left and right from changes in the climate that have been 100 percent linked to those sorts of emissions i think you know it's oh sorry no you were i interrupted because of the nog but (laughs) yeah i mean i guess i just (laughs) the nog (laughs) i guess i find your position to be very problematic because it seems to easily lend itself to the argument of climate change not being real no, I mean I, I think it's 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 probably real, but I think that humanity has has in, encountered a lot of things in the past that we've been able to figure out. And like, I mean, you look at climate emissions in the U.S. alone; they're they're down because we've figured out new ways to harness energy. And I think as as the the available amount of oil um and coal and things like that is the availability of that decreases the price of that will go up and that'll drive an incentive to find new ways to harness energy and i think that's already happening i think it's already happening too and i think it's only logical that it'll continue to happen but i do think that just our habits of consumption really are just nothing nothing but bad i do agree though that there's more and more incentives for like clean products to be on the shelves and you see that 
more and more. You see vegetarian things becoming more a thing. I think society is getting on the train. I feel like it's slowly starting to roll towards like making changes that are going to hopefully put us back on the right track instead of just fucking barreling towards a really bad spot. Right. That's that's one of the few things I remember from a uh, intro to economics was uh, like the economic axiom that people respond to incentives. Mm-hmm. And I, I mean, I, I think that's what it is. You can you can force people to do something, but yeah, ultimately, like, like Unf- again, Unf- like if, if the cost of if the cost of having a coal plant goes through the roof because coal becomes less and less available, then there's a there's an incentive there to do it cleaner way. And if it's if it's more cost effective and it it's it's cleaner to i don't know run a nuclear reactor or have a field of solar panels then as long as the government doesn't get in there and trying to monkey around with the fucking market incentives i think we'll be, i think we'll be all right <laughs> but some people will never let go of coal well people that own coal plants people that yeah. own coal mines yeah yeah and people that have like an investment in oil and you know natural stuff like that that's not a sustainable well, they need to diversify their bonds. That's true. But what happens when it's this monopoly company? Like who? Or maybe oligarchs, I should say. I can't tell you because I don't know anything about the space. <laughs> <laughs> I, don't, I don't either. I don't know what the fuck <laughs> I'm talking about. <laughs> you, want, you want to wrap it up? Yes. Um, what, are, I mean, what are you thankful? You want to do the corny thing that everybody does on their Thanksgiving oh show? What are you thankful for? Jordan? Um, I'm thankful for my health and position in life and people around me in my life that have provided me like a lot of support and solace during a really fucked up year. I think like I made it out, knock on wood, pretty, pretty okay. Mm-hmm. And I feel like I'm doing okay, you know, and this is the worst year ever. So the fact that I feel like I'm doing okay and it's the worst year ever, I'm thankful for that. What about well you? Said. Yeah, well said. I'm I'm thankful. Uh, thankful I made it through the uh, the the COVID pretty unscathed, health and health wise and financially. Mm-hmm. Uh, thankful for my, for my friends like Jordan Coburn and our, all our good friends at the I disagree disagreeies. Yes. Uh, thankful for my for my my girlfriend and our new pup uh detective uh kima greggs from the baltimore police department (laughs) and my two kitty cats sarah connor and ellen ripley yay that's very sweet thank you everybody for listening i hope you had a safe day and it was filled with delicious fucking food enjoy the leftovers